So welcome to episode six of the TWM Real Estate Podcast. This is a podcast that looks at the influences and influencers of real estate and it's supported and produced by TWM. I'm Sean O'Neill. I'm a director and co-owner of TWM. This is one which you're calling our Expo Real special. Myself and my colleague Stephen Ahern are just back from a couple of days of Expo Real where we were speaking to international investors about their thoughts on the real estate investment market in general and their investment requirements going forward. Um, in this episode, we've recorded some thoughts from these investors who invest around Europe and who also have invested in Ireland. For those of you who don't know what Expo Real is, it's the biggest trade fair for real estate and investment in Europe. It's held in Munich every year. It's actually Europe's biggest business to business trade fair. And in terms of size, just to put it into context, it covers an exhibition area of over 72,000 square meters. Pre-COVID in 2019, there would have been about 46, over 46, almost 47,000 participants from 77 countries. I'd say it, it was probably a little bit quieter this year and they're expecting, I think, 39,000 participants this year. There is as many international people visited. The top countries who are represented are uh, obviously Germany, and then you have the US, Netherlands, Austria, Poland, Switzerland, France, so all over Europe. So it gives you a good perspective of what's actually happening in the international real estate market. It was Stephen's first time at Expo. So Stephen, what were your first impressions? Uh, yeah, so I suppose, as you said, I, as you detailed there, I was kind of uh, impressed by the sheer size of it. Um, you always hear about Expo, but when you're actually there, it, it can be quite uh, overwhelming. You you need to get used to your bearings, so it takes a bit of time. It's great the way that we, you meet so many nationalities and so many different um, investors who may not even be part of the Irish market, but looking to get into it. And it also, you know, as we noticed while we were there, a lot of people were saying, you could hear, were saying that they were delighted to meet people for the first time in person. And, you know, having opportunities like that, especially on a pan-European scale, is, um, you know, it's very good for relationship building. And it gives you, I think, doesn't it give you a much bigger perspective? Like, Ireland is a very small market. Um, so when you get out of Ireland and you go to somewhere like that, you realise how big a market and how many other investors that are out there that, that aren't in Ireland. Yeah, oh yeah, it's crazy. Like, you know, you're, you're seeing industrial developers who have 21 million square metres of uh, space throughout Europe and it kind of, you know, puts Ireland in perspective and kind of shows how our, Ireland can punch above its weight at times and bringing so many investors to it. Yeah, that's a good point. So I suppose what we did was we interviewed a few different investors just to get a general sense of what sentiment was like. So first up is George Fraser-Harding, who is head of European Funds with Aviva Investors. Here we are at Expo. I'm standing here with George Fraser-Harding, who's head of European Funds with Aviva Investors. Um, so welcome, George, to the podcast. Thanks. Good to be here. Nice and sunny this year. Yeah, it's beautiful here. Um, just wanted to grab, grab you for a few minutes just to ask a couple of questions just in terms of how you're seeing things at Expo. Like I suppose in the first instance, what, what are you seeing? What's the sentiment like towards property in general? Well, it's just been the first morning so far, but it certainly to me feels a lot quieter than it has in previous years. Um, meetings had so far have been a mix of, of LPs looking to invest capital potentially into our funds and, and agents. So the agent sentiment really is, is quiet. You know, a lot of them, especially catching up with various uh, agents around Europe in September, they're all saying that they're, they're the quietest they've been since the GFC. Um, really not much going on. And I think that's a mix of investors who, who are selling um, 
not really being realistic in their pricing, although it feels as though that's starting to change now. Uh, there's a lot more pressure coming into some of these, these institutions, but also just the lack of, of capital about, um, especially on the core side. You know, there are some groups that have raised money on the, the more value-add opportunistic side, looking for 18, 20% plus IRRs, but those core investors who have been driving the, the sharp yields over the last few years largely out of the market. On the LP investor side, it's been really quiet. You know, raising capital has been really difficult, as, as you'll have read. It feels that some groups that's starting to change. The denominator effect has been, has been the main reason they haven't been investing. That's starting to unwind. So we're having active conversations with a few LPs about um, starting to invest in Q1. They're mainly looking still for value-add type returns, um, you know, double-digit. IRRs, but it feels like that's starting to starting to change. And are they are they debt driven or is that cash? Um, they'll they'll use both. So that's um, real estate equities on the real estate debt side. You know, a lot of investors are interested in that at the moment because they're seeing that they can get similar returns from debt as as equity and, and see that as, as lower risk. But most of the uh, LPs we're talking to would take debt if it's accretive. You know, most of our underwriting is still um, buying all equity and then putting debt in um, in the future. But we, we have recently gone under offer on, on a couple of core type assets, long let logistics, which um, you know, the, the vendors have an element of distress. We're getting a really attractive pricing. Um, and we're seeing that debt's being accretive to returns there. Um, you know, being able in Germany being able to get all-in cost of debt below 4.5%, which is a significant difference to the UK and Ireland, where that all-in cost of debt's, debt's uh, a lot higher. So from a research point of view, we think that um, you know, Europe on a relative, continental Europe on a relative value basis is going to become attractive quicker than, than the UK and Ireland because of that cost of debt element. Okay, and do you think, I mean, what we've seen is um, a lot of people kind of sitting on the sidelines, both in terms of purchasers and vendors, uh, hoping that things will improve significantly maybe next year. But I think there's a realization that interest rates are not going to fall as quickly as people might have thought. So do you think there will be a, a kind of, as you say, more people investing in the new year when uh, vendors realize that actually this is the this is the real deal now? So I think vendors are coming under more pressure. Um, a lot of a lot of. Uh, investors have had their heads in the sand you know, over the last 12 months. I, I sit in Paris, I'm based in Paris, and, and certainly the investors there have. But what I'm hearing from um, you know, friends in the industry and the people we work in is that a lot of these groups are now seeing quite big pressures through redemptions, and that's going to force their hand in terms of, in terms of sales. We're also you know, over 12 months in now to this repricing, and banks are, are looking at um, are looking at those financing, there's going to be pressure coming through on those, those refinancings. That's going to drive some decisions from vendors. In terms of um, investors sitting on the sideline for investment, yeah, I think actually some of that is waiting for these, these opportunities to come through, which have been slower than people expect. But I also think that there's less capital there than, than people think. Um, a lot of people say they've got a lot of capital and they're just waiting. Uh, where, whereas in reality, they, they probably don't. And is there any particular sectors that, that you see that are attractive in the market at the moment? 
Yeah, so it's really interesting repricing this. If you look at GFC or if you look at other downturns, usually the occupier fundamentals have been pretty weak at that time, whereas today the occupier fundamentals are really strong. Um, if you look at most logistics markets across Europe, really low uh, vacancy rate, very hard to see more supply through development to come on board. Residential across every market in Europe is, is very undersupplied, and, and therefore that's going to drive rental growth in those two sectors, which is which is going to drive opportunity. We're also on the office side. It's the right office in terms of location, sustainability, spec. That's performing extremely well. We're being surprised how, how much we're beating our, our underwriting on that, but there's just too much risk about where those yields are going on the office. But You've seen logistics repriced really quickly in terms of the yields. We think it's now a fair value when we look forward on interest rates and uh, where we expect bond, bonds to be, um, the risk-free rate. Therefore, we think through the rental growth that logistics offers a really good opportunity. And we're starting to see opportunities in the living sector. You know, certainly in, in Dublin, that's been a really hot market, but it feels as though there's less uh, money funding schemes there. And there'll be an opportunity to come in at, at re, at re repriced. Uh, and speaking about Ireland, is, is it still seen as, a, as an attractive destination for investment? I think if you look across the Eurozone, there's pretty uh, damp growth expected, GDP growth, and Ireland's the outlier there. Yeah, it's, it's forecast to perform the best out of all the European countries. And traditionally, there's a big link between GDP growth and real estate returns. So I think on that basis, uh, Ireland will still be attractive. Great. That's a, that's a positive note to end. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, George. Thanks, John. Have a great time at Expo. Cheers. So what I took from that was that in general he felt that the market had, had been very quiet. The smaller opportunistic investors are still investing, but the large core investors who had been driving yields keener over the last few years are out of the market for the time being unless they see good value. He felt that the you know vendor pricing was still too high, but he did think that this was changing and they were starting to prepare for activity in the new year. And they were acquiring at the moment where they saw the all-in cost of capital being lower. He was seeing a very strong performance in the occupational market, uh, which was helping to drive returns and still sees Ireland as a very attractive place to invest. Yeah. Next up, we spoke with Oliver Gashler, Director of Investment with AM Alpha. I am here with Oliver Gashler, uh, Director of Investment at AM Alpha in Germany, uh, based in Munich. So, Oliver, thank you for joining us. Hi, Sean. How are you enjoying Expo so far? Well, it still feels busy. Uh, comparably less busy than last year, um, but let's see what the next two days will bring to us. Yeah, and in terms of um, sentiment, you know, from your meetings that you might have had so far, is there still positivity around, or how would you describe sentiment in the market at the moment? I think it's currently a bit more wait and see position. Um, also, it's going that way with all the market participants and also the agents I've seen. There's not not much stock on the market ready to purchase. Um, people have ideas, but I think probably the common theme is that people keep telling you it still needs a bit. Um, They're showing you opportunities, but still feel themselves it's probably still keenly priced. Yeah. Um, so currently it's still narrowing that gap between seller and purchaser. And do you feel there is any mo- movement coming from the vendor side, or do you think we have to wait another? No personally, yeah, no, no. Well, I think personally, um, we've seen opportunities, and we are in exclusivity on a couple of opportunities across Europe, where we've seen that shift already. 
where let's say the sell side is motivated um, to sell and where the gap can be bridged. Um, so we've seen that already. I think probably for the broad market um, and investments to return, I think uh, it still needs to narrow the gap. But we've seen that uh, shift in pricing has already taken place in, in some places between 20 to 30 percent. Okay. And what, what, uh, what locations or what sectors are you finding um, uh, attractive or uh, the way you, where you can invest? Well, we, we personally think it's probably the time for quality locations, um, as we've briefly discussed before, where you have been priced out the last couple of years. Um, you can see now a price shift in those uh, locations. Um, so I think it's probably not the time to compromise on location. Um, the letting market also, we see that it's entering also a kind of slowdown. Um, we're still positive on that one. So from, uh, from, from our point of view, uh, we still can look um, at value add opportunities, um, which are attractive in Christ. And in terms of, uh, I know we recently had purchases in Ireland on the retail side, so that's still a still an area that seems to be attractive for investors. Absolutely, absolutely. I think retail still feels relatively cheap <laughs> compared to the other sectors across Ireland. Um, I personally think that probably offices still have to move a bit. Um, logistics, we've already seen that yields um, have come in substantially. So I think we're already coming to levels where it feels attractive, starts feeling attractive. Um, yeah, well, hotel, we'd love to do hotels, but it's a sector where you nearly see no product. Yeah. Uh, hard to gain traction there. So I think we've already seen a price shift in the market, also across Ireland, and it definitely is on our radar. We feel that typically the Anglo-Saxon countries should be the front runners in terms of price adjustment. Not necessarily so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, in the UK we're quite active as you know, um, uh, but we've also seen other markets. Um, so we are currently in exclusivity on a retail scheme in Southern Europe um, on an office portfolio in France. So, okay, so you're selective. Yes, uh, there are opportunities around. Okay, well, thank you for taking the time out of Expo to, to talk to us. Overall, I think what I took from Oliver's comments was that he had similar thoughts in terms of pricing, in that there was a disconnect between vendors and purchasers. However, he is seeing opportunities where, sell- where sellers are motivated to sell. And uh, interestingly, he kind of mentioned that he had already seen uh, price adjustments um, occurring and they were already starting to acquire, but believed overall there is still a bit to go. And it's just again what he mentioned, which was a, a common theme again, uh, is that the occupier markets are fairly strong, which are allowing for opportunities in the value add sector. And he was very positive about investing in Ireland. And finally, we spoke with Axel Vinnenberg, managing director of Kudaro. Hi, I'm here with Axel Vinnenberg of Kudaro, uh, a German-based uh, inv- investment fund manager. So, I'd just like to welcome you. Uh, Axel to our podcast. <laughs> Hello Sean, thanks for the invitation. I hope, I hope you're enjoying your expo experience so far. Yes indeed, definitely. Good, good. Just a few quick questions um, which I, I said I'd, I'd ask you, one of one of which is uh, like how are you finding the sentiment towards uh, real estate in general, not just you know in general in Europe mm-hmm. at the moment, is it is it positive, negative or is it much the same? 
Yeah, I think it depends in, in, in which market you are. Um, I think the, the letting market, occupier market is in a good shape overall. So especially if you are in the sweet spot of energy uh, efficient existing building, because there is no really new stock uh, on the market, given issues with the, 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 the developers. On the other hand, energy inefficient buildings are not sought after. So people concentrate on the sweet top. If you have properties in this sector, and we do have, then you see a strong letting, letting market. So you can reduce vacancy rates, you can even increase rent. So that is okay. However, uh, Difficult is the um, capital market because of uh, the rising interest rates. Um, debt financing is um, getting more expensive or has got more expensive. And moreover, um, equity investors uh, require higher um, income yields. And that means that pricing has, has to drop. On the other hand, you have given the a uh, very healthy occupier market, reluctant sellers often who do not need to sell. Uh, so we are kind of a situation where there is not an efficient market. And that you see here at Expo, that all people dealing with capital markets really are a bit, and it's not depressed, but they are very much aware that they probably have to wait 6, 12, 18 months, we have to see and um, letting people are quite okay, I would say. Yeah, and in terms of uh, the various sectors, do you see a difference in, in, in kind of de demand or any particular sectors that investors are keen to get their hands on? Yeah, f first of all, they, they, they have to get the pricing. That yeah. is still the issue, nevertheless, of which sector you are talking. I think what people are looking for are two types of investments. First, investments where you have some kind of world that you can survive these days. Yeah. So, and if it's fully indexed with a strong tenant, um, I think that is that is something people want to want to have. Governmental buildings um, in the public sector or healthcare sector that often uh, uses people would like to invest in. And the other type is value add schemes uh, when you can maybe buy in a kind of distressed illiquid situation on the seller side uh, where you have to do a bit ESG measures, CapEx measures uh, and where you can still earn a profit margin. However, here we have the same issues um, right now, not so many cases. So um, there has to be more movement on that side that this materializes. But these two areas I see yeah. as uh, currently interesting and would you would you would you think that maybe you know next year that there'll be more supply coming on stream uh, will it from the, the seller side do you think like will there be more distress there'll be more distressed assets coming yeah. through or will, will will vendors just decide look let's let's sell yeah, I think it depends a bit how uh, lenders and uh, investors uh, act mm. so if for example investors groups feel okay we we want to redeem our shares in funds or uh, just want to sell off um, properties in order to invest in other sectors or areas mm. so if there is some kind of more pressure that people are urged to sell then there has to be a kind of movement because I do not think that buyers have to buy in, yeah. in this in environment. No? And the other thing can be also the case, we, we saw just recently 
that um, inflation uh, rates uh, went down a bit. Um, we have to see how is the overall situation. So it can be also the case that interest rates come into kind of equilibrium and that might motivate buyers to say, okay, now I feel more comfortable right now or earlier this year. The, the, the issue is just that people do not want to catch a fall knife in these regards. Yeah. So yeah. they do not want to be the stupid money who bought too expensive. Ne? And uh, ho hopefully, and we, we, we will see this, we will see such a situation in 24, but could be also 25. I also, I, I heard here the say here at Expo, people saying uh, survive till 25. Oh God. Okay, well, we don't want to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> and in, in terms of just Ireland then, being specifically speaking about Ireland, do you see that still as, a, as an attractive location to invest? Yeah, it's still, of course, Ireland uh, has this uh, same in, in environment to look at. But I think the overall fundamentals of, of, of Ireland, no? so that uh, Ireland benefits from the uh, position in the, in the uh, EU, um, is in the end the only fully English-speaking country in the EU benefits of course then from companies from the US um, having having their European headquarters in Ireland uh, and in increased trade with the continent less dependency uh, from UK than in earlier years mm. I think that all this plays into the overall Irish game and I think that is first what you have to look at do the fundamentals of a country work yes or no I think Yes, of course, you have some kind of risk, and I'm speaking now from the uh, perspective of the continent, that um, the capital values per uh, um, square foot uh, are relatively high compared to, 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 to other countries. So investors coming to Ireland always have to take into account, okay, how much um, is the downside investing in Ireland. And uh, when you remember earlier years in, in, in Ireland, um, there were, of course, issues with high volatility. Yes. We have now had a, a longer period with um, increased pricing. But I think people haven't for, for, for forgotten um, what the situation could be in the, in the, in the worst case. But um, just to, uh, um, yeah, to uh, end up with... I'm positive in terms of uh, Ireland. Good. Okay. Well, on that on that po positive note, we'll uh, we leave it there. And thank you very much for taking the time to, to speak to us. Yeah. Thank you. Again, uh, there's a common theme of the disconnect between vendors and purchasers' pricing. Um, there are reluctant sellers, and there are investors who do not need to purchase, which results in an inefficient market and a lack of product. Occupational markets are very strong. It's the capital markets that are the issue because of rising interest rates, expensive financing, investors therefore seeking higher returns. So when the situation changes, depends on how owners and lenders act, uh, if there's a need to sell, if there's equilibrium reached on interest rates. And uh, he also mentioned uh, investors not feeling that they want to be, are the ones that jump in too soon. Yeah, that's true. Um, and Axel felt that Ireland's economics fundamentals are strong and he was positive in terms of Ireland.
So generally, overall, then, I suppose there was a few common themes. Um, Occupier markets are strong, and therefore the fundamentals of the market are, are pretty good. So there's not much worry about vacancy. There's still good demand from investors. There's good appetite from smaller investors, particularly where there's a structure where investors are being brought together in, in clubs of investors. Their requirements are generally for lot sizes of below 20 million. Uh, and there are a number of these that are very active in Ireland. The larger institutional investors, however, are adopting a wait-and-see approach, but they will jump in where they see value and, and, are, and are active in that area. Uh, this is reflected in the most recent stats uh, of this quarter where 76% of the deals completed were 20 million euro and below. So, again, capital markets are the issue with uncertainty around interest rates. The feeling is that interest rates will stay higher for longer and therefore investors need to, to see adjustments in values uh, that reflect this, this situation. Um, there's less capital available as a result of competition for investment. So there's competition from the bond market, competition for cash deposits, and also there's less debt available as there's very limited, very limited lending from the banks. Therefore, the size of the market is reducing. So overall, I suppose there's demand for investment in real estate, but at the right price. And from our point of view, which is pretty positive, Ireland is seen as an attractive destination for investment. So I hope you found our thoughts and feedback from Expo Real this year of interest. Um, we certainly hope it gave you a bit of a background into what's going on around Europe and what the outlook is for the Irish property investment market and we'll see you again on the next podcast hopefully thank you for listening you can find out more about TWM on twmproperty.ie and this podcast and future episodes will be available on our website Uh, you can also listen wherever you find your podcasts and we'll see you on the next one